Welcome back to the Daily Nugget, Daily Property Insights, one topic, 20 minutes or less. Myself, Lawrence Lotz, and joined by Raj Mahajan, a former Orkin Council planner. And Raj, a question to you today, and actually came from someone from the show from one of our previous episodes, and I'll mm -hmm. give you the example, and let's talk about it. We're obviously talking about the Auckland Unitary Plan at the moment, the changes come on 20th August, but here's the question from one of our listeners, and currently the question is, I currently have a section that allows mm -hmm. me, that is allowed to be, or allowed to have three uh, dwellings on the section, but currently covenants only allow one dwelling. Will mm -hmm. the new unitary plan or the changes to the unitary plan on the 20th of August allow me to go back to the three dwellings or will it fundamentally have any impact to the existing covenants? Okay. Uh, let me repeat that question uh, one more time, Lawrence, so that I get it uh, correct. So our audience has got a piece of land mm -hmm. and got a covenant on it which requires them to retain single level. And uh, one dwelling. One dwelling. But the zoning for that area lasts for three dwellings. Okay. So sounds like it is going to mix housing urban modified. But the covenant is restricting or restricts mm -hmm. them to have only one dwelling. Mm -hmm. That situation there um, uh, is across... Auckland Lawrence, what happens in that situation is the zoning will be the new zoning, mixed housing, urban modified, if it is that zoning. Mm -hmm. However, the covenant sits on the title. Yep. And that covenant will continue to restrict, restrict um, our audience to build more than one houses, if that is what the covenant is outlined. Mm -hmm. Now, unity plan comes from Resource Management Act, and the covenant comes from two different pieces of acts or legislations, mm -hmm. Property Law Act and yep. Land Transfer Act. That's why they sit on the title and it carries over regardless of change of hand of the property. Mm -hmm. Now, the covenants... On top of this situation, the covenant might be as simple as your where you can build a fence yep. or even the color of your roof. Right? Yep. So this the conclusion there is, yes, you may go into mixed housing urban or terrace housing. Mm -hmm. However, you will be restricted by the covenant. However, however, here's the good news. Here's the good news. Covenants are a private arrangement between two or more parties. They are private arrangements. So yep. it could be changed with private agreements. Mm -hmm. So if say you and I are next, to, next door neighbor and we have a yep. covenant, now Lawrence and Raz might agree and we might change this. There's a process yep. and we can change it. Mm -hmm. So, well, so let, let's 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 take a step back. So uh, again, it's, there's quite a bit of detail in this simple. It seems a like quite a simple question, yes, right? The covenant sits on the title. So, irrespective yeah. of the change or the changes or what's going to happen in the unity plan, has mm -hmm. no effect to this covenant. So, let's just make it uh, clear. So, right. when we cross, when we come past 20th of August, the covenant will still stand. And yes, I, right. I totally agree. A covenant can be as simple as the color of your roof to what yep. you can do on your land to subdivide. Exactly. And I know in the countryside where I live, there's covenants. This is the crazy, how crazy is this covenant? Mm -hmm. There's 
sections or property in the countryside, in the farmland that have covenants that you can't run livestock. But we're in the yes. countryside. So, I mean, or, that's or, a or height of your grass. Yeah, or the height of grass, right? So, therefore, it will still stay what it is. And what you say now is a fundamentally a covenant is a uh, private contract. Now, the question I go back to you, Raj, is mm -hmm. to a normal person, couple people out there, is the covenants between me and the, say, the 10 sections that it's covered under in the mm -hmm. area, or is the covenant between me and what was agreed between the 10 sections and still the council? So, when you say I can go back and negotiate and talk about that, who, who is that audience I go to? Everyone that's covered under the covenant or myself and the council? Okay. As I said before, this is a private agreement mm -hmm. among those 10 owners in your example. Now, yep. council is the authorized body, if you like, who mm -hmm. administ administers, administers these kind of processes. Say, for example... Yep. If you want to go ahead and change this covenant with your 10 neighbors, you will prepare yep. your application according to what is required under these mm -hmm. property law and transfer land transfer act. And you will go to the council with your application. So that is the council's yep. role. It is the regulating body. You are not tied with council in this example, but yep. there might be other case. You, you mentioned the rural sections. You might have a significant ecological area at some part of your property. Now, that might be a covenant with council. Yeah. Right? At the meantime, Lawrence, some, some covenants are time-bound. Say, for example, yeah. uh, this house where I live uh, used to have a fencing covenant, which lasted un only until five years. So after five years, that lapsed. So yeah. whenever you see a covenant... Um, my advice would be have a closer look, have a read through it, um, or, or just simply go to a lawyer or an expert, a planner, and ask them to uh, help you, advise you. It might have already fallen off, as I said, if it was time-bound, or it might not be very complex. And at the end of the day, you, can, you have the ability to vary it or change it or completely remove it. That's great. Thanks so much for that, Raj. And like like I said before, there, there, there's so many, so much details within this one question. And yes. as Raj has shown, different examples. So a question straight to back to you, Raj. If mm -hmm. someone is really interested to learn more about this, like I said, this question came back from someone in our audience. Yeah. You are the person they would reach out to. You can help them answer these questions directly for them. Are you the right person for them to say, hey, Raj, here's my example. Can you please help me? Absolutely. Absolutely. As a planner, just as you know, we provide feasibility, um, yep. um, feasibility options. We uh, lodge application for um, clients. Um, and in this case, if, if you want, we can, of course, help. And we'll work with lawyers or other surveyors, whoever is needed. Uh, we will sort of be your case manager, uh, person who anchors the project and taps into all other, um, all other experts, whoever is required. This is very similar to your cross-lease situation. Mm -hmm. Now, let us that's a different topic. But what I mean to say is cross-lease also between the two, um, yep. two or more parties, right? Two or more owners. Uh, yep. It's an agreement that they are in a cross-lease situation. Mm -hmm. And you yep. can turn that into freehold. This is a similar scenario. Slightly different, but um, in a legal terms, this mm -hmm. is or town planning terms, they are very similar if that helps helps our audience to 
to sort of, you know, gauze the similarities into it. Awesome. Thanks so much for that, Raj. And hoping to the audience that's uh, interested about this has uh, got uh, taken heaps away from it. And as I said and mentioned, Raj is the person to reach out to. So uh, his details will be in um, the description where you're listening or watching at the moment. And always, Raj, thanks for coming over to the Daily Nuggets. Daily Pleasure, Property Insights. One topic, 20 minutes or less. And as always, hope to see you tomorrow.